Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. Um, I am your host, Matthew Cook, and uh, this is going to be a bit of an interesting episode today. So for some context, if I were keeping to my promise of releasing an episode every other week, and that means that yesterday morning, today is Sunday night um, as we're recording this, that means that yesterday morning I would have done an episode with two contestants and Carter. However, that didn't happen because I didn't write any questions. Um, so, yeah. And so what I've decided to do instead is we're going to try this out, um, a little mini episode. And what I've done is I've written a few questions, and we just have one person on the Zoom call with me. And the person that I've um, conned into being on with me this evening is my brother, Mason. Um, yeah, so Mason, uh, how are you today? And how ominous did my text sound this afternoon when it when it came in? I I was doing good. I for context, I was uh, standing in line at the Glendale Galleria Five Guys when I got the text. I uh, I looked down. He's like, by the way, do you have twenty ish minutes at a nine o'clock tonight to jump on a Zoom call? And I'm like, um, yes, I do. What? And beforehand, I I was rethinking every single life choice I had made up to that moment, including being my brother. Yes, that that especially first, that first and foremost, <laughs> number one. But it's like, oh, geez, where 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 exactly did I go astray? Or you know, what what could possibly be the subject of this call? But um, yeah, I'm I'm quite satisfied with the actual subject of the call, which is 10 fantastic questions, or at least I assume they're fantastic. They will well, definitely be 10 questions. I, they, they will be, they will be 10 questions. Um, the, the quality of questions we can judge, um, afterward. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, I apologize for the fact that I look like I'm in a hostage video right now, <laughs> or like a really low quality hostage video. Um, oh, wow. And my I'll say he can make it lower quality way down. <laughs> I'll um, say. We, we normally record these episodes in the morning. And what I do is I just lift the blinds in my room and I turn off the light. And so I get all that natural light makes for a really nice, you know, filter, whatever. Um, but right now it's nine o'clock on the West Coast and it is dark. So yeah. um, and the light in my room is behind me. And I didn't want to bother to try to set up a good studio. So. Here we hey, are. I have I have an absolutely great. Uh, yeah, Mason looks great. Yeah. I mean, I hey, say so this is the secret of having like 80,000 Zoom backgrounds just saved on your computer is to pull out uh, beauties like this just on a whim. Yeah, yeah, no, great. It's great. Well done, Mason. I'm glad you were more prepared for this episode that you didn't know that you were going to be on. Of course. Um, than than I was. All righty. Well, shall we shall we get to it? Yeah, we will. So we absolutely should. So how this is going to go today is I'm going to have 10 questions and they're all going to be worth 10 points. And I'm going to ask the questions and you're going to answer the questions. They're not multiple choice, um, okay. but I, th I think you can handle that. And then at the end, we'll try to remember how many you got right and we'll give you a final score. So, Mason, are you ready? I'm, I'm ready for round uh, one <laughs> of one. Round one of one. Here we go. Yes. Question one. Oh. On August 30th, 1862, a second, much larger battle was fought at what site where the Confederates had won the year before? Uh, that would indeed be Manassas or Bull Run. That is correct. Uh, the Confederates uh, won the second battle. 
as they did the first battle. The first battle of Bull Run or Manassas was the first major battle of the Civil War. Yeah, it was uh, one of the battles that was one of the big preludes to Lee's uh, first invasion of the North. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Uh, it didn't go great. Neither did the other two. Um, No. Yeah. Yeah. Never got very far. (laughs) Question two. On August 30th, 1905, what Hall of Fame center fielder made his major league debut by hitting a double in his first at bat, which would be the first of his 4,189 hits? Wait, what what position was it? Center field. And what year was it? 1905. Oh, um, I am blanking hard. The, Why? The big, the big clue is the 4,189 hits. I know. I, I know that that's the big clue. Um, oh, is that um? No, he came later. He came much later. Oh, geez. Anything? Question Wagner? Answer. Uh, no, uh, Ty Cobb. Oh, I thought Ty Cobb, and I'm like, no, that's too obvious. Yeah. L- yeah. Literally, that was my thought. I was like, no, that seems a bit too obvious. I also thought it was, it was he debuted earlier. I thought he debuted in like 1901 or something. No, really? no, was he, he was 1905. Okay. Wagner was a little earlier, I think, maybe. Okay. Um, Wagner also didn't have nearly as many hits. Yeah, Ty, yeah. Cobb, Ty Cobb was the hit king until Pete Rose broke his record um, in 1985. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the big contributors to both of their them was the fact that they played in the dead ball era. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, because there weren't as many home runs, there'd be a lot more like outfield and infield play when it came to like the actual baseball, Good which is passion. why if you look really far back, the home run totals go way down in like a very specific period from like 1890 something to about the 1920s when the MLB actually changed sort of what the ball was made of because mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and also they started focusing more on power hitters because that wasn't really a priority at that point in time. Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah, that, when he started yeah. merging along with various others. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ty Cobb. Question nah, three. Should have gotten that. August 30th, 1979, marks the first time in recorded history that a comet hit what astronomical object? What year was it? 1979. The moon. The sun. Um, I, I'm like, this isn't a planet because you would have said planet, but I'm like, so it's a, I lost the 50 50. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is the sun. Uh, it was estimated that when the comet hit the sun, the energy that was released was about a thousand times the amount of energy used in the United States in a year, but in, oh. in, in 1979 terms. I'll say there, there we go. That, uh, say if we, if we ever need a new power source, we just uh, have that comet hit the sun repeatedly. Yeah. Just throw a bunch of ice at the sun and that'll, that'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, That ought to solve everyone's problems. (laughs) Question four, what U S president nominated Thurgood Marshall to the U S Supreme court? Marshall was nominated in, um, 60. He would, because remember, he was still a lawyer when um, Brown was argued. So obviously his tenure in the court would have been after that. That was, I want to say, 54 when that case was actually argued. That sounds right. So um, 
I want to say was LBJ. That's correct. Yeah, he was nominated in 1967 yeah, to okay. replace Tom C. Clark. I thought about um, asking, because uh, I think it's his birthday. Is that what I... No, wait, where did I... Oh, he was confirmed by the Senate on this on, on August 30th. That's uh, in 1967. That's why I wrote that question. Mm. But um, I was trying to figure out what question to write. And I was yeah. like, you know, first black justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. Of course, that's too easy for you. And so I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll ask like whom he replaced. And then it was, <laughs> do, do you know whom he replaced? Uh, Clark. Yes. You, ju you just said it. Oh, did but... I? Oh, OK. Well, yeah, well, did, did but... you know it before I said it? No, absolutely okay. not. I right. am not good with Supreme Court justices. Frankly, I had never heard of him. If it had, like, I, I, I was hoping that it was going to be somebody like Hugo Black or, you know, yeah, like little, someone actually bit, somewhat you know, notable with, with some clout and some rain, rain, name recognition. Ugh. Um, but uh, Tom C. Clark, I, mm. who knows? <laughs> anyway, there you go. Question five The French play La Dame aux Carme uh, Carmelias by Alexander Dumas Fils inspired Giuseppe Verdi to write which of his operas? What was the French title? La Dame aux Camélias, which means the woman of the Camélias. <laughs> Say incredible translation skills there, Matthew. Um, the woman of the Camélias. Um, I have to think. Because there are a lot, there are quite a few Verdi operas that focus a lot on a woman. Um, mm -hmm. It's not the right cycle for. I mean, he also didn't do those. Um, it's not that because I'm trying to think of what what is opera. That? What, what I, I my brought my mind went to a completely different cycle of plays for very oh, different operas. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what Verdi opera would originally have that kind of a name. In the play mm. for because I assume that the opera actually has a very different name. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, obviously well, something. Yeah. 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 Obviously, it wouldn't be something like Rigoletto because, you know, he. Yeah. No, no. no. I'll, I'll give you that. It's not Rigoletto. Yeah, I, I figured because I'm trying to think what would be like. Lucia. Not written by Verdi. Yeah, that's also fair. <laughs> um, that's Donizetti. I'll yeah, give that, you one that... more chance. Um, you got to think which what's what takes place in Paris because it's French, right? Well, oh, I mean the play is French. Opera. The play is I French. know the opera. I can see the opera. Of course, this one's in Italian, but it takes I, place. In Paris. I I I know the answer. I uh -huh. I can see the answer. If you if you know the answer, you should say the answer. Here's the problem. I can't think of the name of the opera. It's got that scene where, you know. Where the father's just appealing ing, ing to the titular character not to marry his son or something uh -huh. like yep like yep, yep, I, I could yep. see the opera the I just mm, I cannot think of its name what, um, what does the main character die of um die of um you mean soprano deaths for 500 soprano death uh oh god it's some illness it's um mm -hmm. It's like leprosy or syphilis or something. No, oh. no, oh. no, no. It's tuberculosis. Oh, all oh, right. Yeah, it's the it's the one I didn't get. I, yeah, I yeah. yeah no. I I mean, 
granted a lot of people died of leprosy and syphilis back in the mm-hmm. day so it wasn't like i was that unfounded no, but i can no. see the opera yeah I, um, the, um the, avita that's not an opera mason that's a that's a musical by andrew Lloyd webber about or like her own. <laughs> but it's like something along those names it's like the name is somewhat similar to that i remember or something like that okay yeah yeah um so the the main role the the character the, the main character is violetta oh um, yeah based on the life of marie duplessis a par- um, parisian courtesan who died of tuberculosis when she was just 23 any do, do you know it no nah, i i have the, okay. the name just to say the name and i'll know it immediately la traviata oh i knew that mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah yeah the big one the big one it's it's the other big one yeah Libiamo. anyway no more there are no more opera questions i promise i know like i i've seen again i've seen the big scenes of yeah. that opera before not the whole thing straight through, but I've definitely seen like one of the big things in uh, music history class. Shout outs to a professor. Um, a prof- what is his name? Oh, do you cut this out of the oh, YouTube no. video? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Professor Kassinick. Uh-huh. Professor Kassinick. Um It's real great, Mason. You've only graduated. Trust me, my mind went blank. My my mind uh, ran out of ideas, uh, similar to how his head ran out of hair. But um, anyway, <laughs> okay, um, definitely out. <laughs> no, no, no. He he. Trust me. He we 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 make bald jokes about him all the time. Okay. Uh, great guy. Um, but uh, Kasinik, he he showed us uh, a decent. It was like part of the music history thing. He showed us like a few scenes from that uh, La Traviata, it's including my- the aforementioned. Um, aria of the father basically begging yeah uh her to not marry his son yeah well, when, when, when he sings the aria i'm pretty sure he's singing it to alfredo um but he he sings his big long duet with violetta in which he's like yeah that's that's the to, scene you need to go you, you you gotta go um and then she dies and then he feels bad um yeah traviata <laughs> so it, it's one of my my current obsessions i'm, I'm in my very yeah right now um, I, I mean, you you've had a lot of interesting eras opera wise, you know, yeah, so I'm, this I, is... but I'm I'm like in my Verdi era, like I've I've listened to Trovatore all the way through every day for like the last six or seven days. Honestly, I'm not surprised. I'm frankly not surprised. This is completely in character. Yeah. So I got to start adding more to my my list, though. Got to got to keep going through the Verdi, the Verdi. Yeah. Rap. I'll say a uh, fun little thing you could do is just like. Do like I'm sure there's like a, a random opera wheel somewhere online where you spin the wheel, it gives you a random opera, and you got to listen to it straight through. Oh, but see, then it might give me one that I don't want to listen to. Yeah, but Matthew, that where? Come on, like that's the whole fun of it. Like you know, like I'm not that adventurous, Mason. You should know that by now. I know, I know. I it it was a thought to kind of spice up the, your life, you know, give you more musical um, breadth. I'm I, I just stay in my lane, frankly, and I, I like I like my lane. I, I, I know I you like your I lane. You've made your opinions my, on your lane very clear over the I, past few I years. Don't, I don't feel the need to put my blinker on and change lanes. I'm very happy with the lane <laughs> that I'm in. I'll say I, I've I've gone through a few lane changes over my life, but um, yes, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but hey, who, who knows? Who knows? Um, okay. Anyway, let, shall we? Shall we move yeah, on? Yeah, let's go. Let, let's <laughs> continue to the next question. Um, okay, question six: Which Australian state is nicknamed the Natural State? The Natural State. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. so immediately one of them comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to knock out a few that it's definitely not. Uh, first mm-hmm. off, uh, there's nothing natural about uh, just um, suburban and dwelling. So uh, Sydney uh, and NSW, sorry, you're out immediately. Um, Queensland, no. Just no. Okay. Um, Victoria, <laughs> uh, eh, not not really. I feel like Tasmania would have like a better nickname. I feel like they have like a really wild nickname, like something that just kind of is indicative of them as a people. Um, Western Australia, I feel like they would also just not care enough about a large portion of their state. Um, So that leaves the two. And then I feel like South Australians are not quite as focused on that stuff. So I want to say it's NT. Wow, you really just like laid into every single state. And hey, I've had a lot of practice. I, you, I, I'm an American man. I've had a lot of practice laying into the other states. So I, I figured I, I, I would just like to say that as somebody who spent um, 120 days in the Commonwealth of Australia in 2018, um, that I um, do not stand for this slander. Hey, no, I, I, I do this out of love out for of, my no, oh, uh, for the sure. Australians. I, I really do. This is all in all in good fun, you know. Um, for the record, um, I believe that one of the nicknames of the state of Victoria, because it's on their license plate, on one of their license plate designs, I should say, is the um, education state. Oh, well, that that, that makes sense. Because of all the wonderful institutions of higher education. (laughs) Such as uh, the University of Melbourne, perhaps? (laughs) um, Number one uh, university in Australia. Um, Correct. Um, Yes. New South Wales, I don't know. I don't know what... uh, nicknames they have queensland nickname is the sunshine state oh right i think i've heard that before yeah uh and yes we'll 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 just leave that there um i don't know what western australians australia's is um south australia i don't know so the 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 answer well actually and also you forgot to mention the australian capital territory oh well it's Um, not that that's just a city um it's it's actually tasmania oh it is okay yeah yeah, well, and, and it makes sense when you think about it because it's just like a big hill. Um, that's also of, very true. It's just one giant hill that's an island. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's a natural. What state. is the what is the NT's? Does the NT even have a nickname? Probably. I don't know what it is off the top of my oh. head. Because, like, I was thinking with the NT, like they're, you know, they have like actual people that live like on the interior part of the continent. So I'd figure, you know, they'd oh, sure. like really lean into that. You know. Yeah. I'm, you know, it, lean it, into the Alice a little more. In the red center um yeah well not yeah, sure. the top know. end seems actually kind of cool as like a place oh yeah no i i next time i'm down there if i'm if i'm down there during the winter i'd like to go to darwin and yes there's, that's there's, that's um, that's the move yeah and there's a bunch of natural park uh natural parks national parks up there that i want to go to um you don't want to go there between the months of like october <laughs> and um april why? Can you give any uh, mosquitoes that might uh, inhibit you or something? Well, I I don't know about mosquitoes, but it's it's hot 
it's very, very, very hot and humid and stormy. And the winter. Sure, you don't want to visit a gator in the summer, Matthew? No, no. Um, Yeah, I I will be staying uh, safely on the trail, away from all of the. And they're not gators; they're crocodiles. Oh, they're crocs. Okay, they're crocodiles. Yeah, I I always forget whether it's the uh, gator croc. You know. Yeah. Hey, you can. I mean, hey, you've already. You've already communed with the gators in Florida, so you might as well uh, talk to their brothers over in Australia. Well, but that gator, that, that gator had his mouth sealed shut, so I know there was no danger to me. Um, but you did commune with a gator. I did commune with the gator. I also communed with that gator. That gator yeah. was chill. I yeah, like that I gator. A, I had a really good caption on my Facebook post about that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but the answer is Tasmania, which is a very beautiful state, and everybody who goes to Australia should go to Tasmania. Right. Um, Question seven, who, uh, uh, this, this is a fun fact. Who was the last American man to win a major tennis tournament? Oh, geez, this is gonna, I've got a bad feeling that this is going to go deceptively far back. Like, yeah. Oh, geez. Well, I mean, it depends on your definition of deceptively, but this person is most definitely retired from tennis. All right, so it's not going as far back as my brain immediately went, which was Ash. Like, it's definitely not that far back. No, 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 no. I'll say that. That's a little too too far back. Um, it's it's a name that you know, but maybe maybe you haven't thought about this person in a while. I definitely haven't thought about this person in a while. Um. Oh, Eisner. No. No, is erotic. Andy Roddick. Yeah, I that was the other name that came to my head. Yeah, Andy Roddick. His only Grand Slam win was it, um, at the U.S. Open in 2003, mm. 20 years ago. Um, now there are two Americans uh, who are ranked in the top 10 in the world, Taylor Fritz and Francis Tafoe, um, and they're competing in the U.S. Open right now. And as, as I said, it's Sunday night right now. And so like the tournament is actively going on. And so by yeah. the time that this episode is released on Wednesday, they will have played at least another match, I think. Yeah. But, I yeah. will say we do generally on Trivia like compared to a lot of the other sports, we don't have that many tennis questions, frankly. I don't know that tennis is necessarily I mean, really... an area of great knowledge for the two of us. It's not because we're we're definitely not the tennis heads in our family. That would be our grandfather. He's a yes. he's a big tennis guy. Yeah. Um, like I feel like we like in the pipeline there are a couple of tennis questions that I can think of, but like aside from that, I can't really think of like that many. No. That we've ever written. also I don't think we have any that many golf questions. Like we don't have a lot of individual sport stuff. No, I've I've written some golf questions. I don't think you've ever written any golf questions. That's true. Um, I've I've probably written a couple of tennis questions, but the answer was probably like Federer or Nadal. You know, yeah. something, something very recent. You know, um, I think there unless... there have been like track questions. I don't think there have been. Yeah, I think there's been like one figure skating question, and it's like the one thing everyone knows <laughs> from yeah. figure skating. But um, well, and I've written some swimming questions. I I I had some yeah. friends over to my house and... a couple weeks ago and. And I there think is. I have written like a single like competitive like smash slash FGC question. Mm-hmm. So like our individual stuff when it comes to like individual versus team, like we definitely lean more team, I suppose, in our question writing. Well, and, and see, this is th- this episode is good, not only because we're we're filling time, 
um, but also we're we're psychoanalyzing our question writing process, and and bringing to light some of our shortcomings when it comes to trivia, That's true. of which there are many. Um, yeah, and frankly, I mean, frankly, sport. We're we're I feel like we're doing pretty well on sports. We're doing we, very well. We on do sports. we do actually have a lot of sports questions? That's true. Um, unfortunately, um, most of the people that I have on are not the the people who can answer sports questions. But that's yeah, not which is a shame because that is I can do a lot of fun sports stuff. It's also a shame that we don't have a, as many people that can do the esports stuff because that's another big thing. I feel like of my knowledge area that I have yet to really unleash. Well, I mean, not everybody can be a minor celebrity in in the esports world, Mason. Uh, okay, like that. That's also very true. Did, did very, you get very true? Did you get recognized at the Glendale Galleria? Um, no, I, I did not. Um, yeah, no, I had, I, I, I had, um, multiple people kick me off my table. Um, I was in like, I, I sat down at a table trying to like save it for me while I was waiting for my order. I stood up and immediately someone took it like frame one. Someone just immediately sat down. I'm like, well, that, that kind of sucks. And then it took me, I think another like five minutes to actually get another table. That's unfortunate. Yeah, no, it was it wasn't super fun. Um, but hey, I did get a table. I did eat food, so that was nice. But um, yeah, no, not <laughs> de- definitely uh, some improvements I probably could have done, which is uh, not be in the Glendale Gallery of Food Court at like five thirty. You know? Yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that, that was that. That was a mistake. That, that was a huge have, mistake that that you should have not made. Yeah, so. no, listeners at home definitely learn from my uh, my mistake. If if you wanted to go to Five Guys, there's got to be a standalone Five Guys somewhere around here. No, not really. Like, surprisingly, the only standalone Five Guys that's somewhat close is actually in, like, Pasadena. It's, like, in that complex. And it's easier to go to the Glendale Galleria than it yes. is to go to Pasadena, really? A- actually, unironically, it is way easier. Because um, Pasadena... This- the Pasadena oh. one requires the 134 and the 210. And and then I could I literally don't even have to bother because I could just get on Colorado and just drive to the Galleria like that. Well, you could also just get on Colorado and go to Pasadena. It's on it's in the Lake Avenue. That's it's that's yeah, it's, it's, it's on Lake. A- yeah, that one. I'm looking at it now. Like it's near that, like um, like you you've been to that one, but you've at least been by that. Well, I've, one. I've walked by it. I don't think I've eaten there, but. Well, because no, we, the two of us have eaten at some of the other restaurants. Well, yes, yes, it. but I don't think we've eaten at the Five Guys. That's true. Um, it is a decent Five Guys. I've been to it before. Well, good. Yeah, that was also where I um, I, I accidentally, um, I haven't told the story, I think, in a while, where I got that. I think it, it was, like, decently late. I got it, like, right before they closed. And then I actually took a wrong turn going back on the freeway. And so I, I accidentally ended up, uh, I think it was... In um, uh, what's its face? A uh, La Cunada Flint Ridge on oh. the freeway, and so I had to I had to quickly course correct, get off of that, and then uh, it took so long because they're in the paper bag, and I ordered the fries. Uh, the grease from the fries had soaked into the paper bag, so what I got it, and I pulled the bag out of the car. The bat, the bottom bag ripped open, and basically all my food just fell out. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, the burger was fine because, you know, it's wrapped in a tinfoil, but uh, mm-hmm. the, fr- the fries were less fine. Um, yeah, they, they just fell straight on the bottom of the Burkus parking garage. So, um, mm. yeah. Sure. Hey, hey some, th- some days that just happens. So, yeah, um, yeah 
Uh, life lesson for everyone. Some days on the podcast. You, get, you get kicked out of your table at the Glendale Galleria. Some days your fries fall through the bottom of your bag. You just never know what life's going to throw at you. Hey, life lessons with Mason. Yeah. Well, shall I throw question eight at you? Uh, yeah, question eight. <laughs> okay. We, we still do have three more questions, yes, remarkably. This is taking much longer than I thought it would. Uh, question eight. Country singer Tim McGraw released what 2004 single that deals with the death of his father, Tug? Oh, uh, Live Like You Were Dying. Very good. I'm very happy that you got that right. Yeah, no, my our <laughs> mother listened to that so many times. Well, okay. No, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to come to the defense of our mother. No, no, no. I... I I too listened to it and I I, I went through I listened my to it too. It's era. a good song. You know, it is like, a good song. I like Take My Well, I, I just want to say that the reason I know that is because our mother really, 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 really likes Tim McGraw. <laughs> well, yeah, but, and I like Tim yeah. McGraw too. And yeah. I had that album because I was oh, yeah. I was oh, six okay. years old. Yeah, I had the okay. album. And it was back in the era where you actually had to have the physical CD. That's true. Back in my day. And you know, oh. I played it in my big stereo system on the on my dresser. Um, that's true yeah that was probably one of the first albums that i had because we used to listen to country music in the car all the time yeah absolutely because uh our mother also big boys that we are uh (laughs) a big paisley fan as well too so that was another that was that was that was yeah those those were kind of the two main ones that and uh like allison krauss although um love uh yeah i feel like uh the albums two of us owned younger kind of a great insight to our um us as people because matthew obviously he owned like the tim mcgraw and i own like the main album i known was the like the monkey's greatest hits album <laughs> yeah <laughs> which uh that that one i also played on a stereo in I my had, room i had the martina uh, it is McBride. a very good album but um, martina mcbride greatest hits which mm. and and now all of those are on my like spotify like yeah, songs list and my my like songs are all like classic rock and martina mcbride it's really chaotic <laughs> Yeah, no, and with hey, hey, give it credit. Whitney Houston is also mixed in and, there. And Whitney Houston, yes. Yeah, yes. No, Matthew, compare that to my like songs, which um, the it's it's way more chaotic somehow. Like genuinely, it's like that old uh, internet meme of like Bach and Tupac like shaking hands. That that's kind of what my like songs are like. Yeah. <laughs> also, fun fact: Allison Krauss is the uh, the owner of the only song on there that I refuse to put on any of my playlists, but I still like as a song, and that's a Whiskey Lullaby. Oh, that's a good one. And that's it's a, a great that's song. A, but that's However, with Brad Paisley. Yes. Yeah, it's a it's a great song. Beautiful song. However, however, mm-hmm. I, I just can't. Sometimes you just can't emotionally deal with that song. It's just well, it's a little heavy. It, it, it is. A, it is a smidge heavy. It's like um, op- this operatic scale drama. Yeah, no, it like it, it sometimes it just really brings the mood down and you can't you can't have that. So whenever it comes up, I, I try to uh, skip it like you, you guys are great. But now now is not that it's rarely the time to have that. It's not sad boy hours. It's um, yeah, yeah. No, but sometimes you need that, though. Sometimes you need a sad boy hour, particularly if you're like in the car yeah. and you're dealing with rush hour traffic and you're like, I just oh, yeah, no, feel, I just need to feel sad for like four minutes. Although whenever rush hour com- comes on, uh, sometimes. I'll have like uh like Da Vinci's notebook traffic jam. Oh lord. Is that that's is that say, on top, Spotify? That yes, yes, they actually okay. have Bendy's Law is now on Spotify as an album. Oh lord. so okay. I need to put Window Washing Cowboy on my Yes, my songs. and and like liposuction and the joy of pickled oh. okra. 
the greatest song ever created. Okay, that one's stupid. I'm not putting that one on. Oh, come on, Matthew. You have to admit, The Joy of no. Pickled Okra is the greatest piece of music ever written. No. <laughs> no. Not putting that on. Not going to waste 28 seconds of my life on that. Um. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to um, add that to my album. And yeah. Also, that file. on that album, it has a great version of Stuck in the Middle with You. Yes, I do like that one a lot. I forgot uh, Blue Moon. Too. Yeah. Um and it's a good album. It's a really good album. They they have um also Call Me on there. And I I realized that's where I first heard that song before um, you know, before I heard the Blondie version. Mm-hmm. Um anyway. Yeah, no, our our father wow, had that's a throwback. I haven't thought about yeah, no. that in a really our long father time. um really kind of gave us a really weird introduction as far as like the order of when we heard a song from who like um yeah also very notable is that uh thanks to him it accounts for the genuine lack of the police in uh duran duran from our childhood musical repertoire that's okay though i'm not i'm not upset about that I know, uh, but like, it, I find it very interesting that like of all the groups of him to have like a really big hatred for he it's like Duran Duran for him and like specifically Duran Duran. I, I don't think I've ever actually like he's never actually specified the reason for his dislike of the group. Which well, is I mean, which unironically makes it a bit funnier, but sometimes you, know. you don't need a reason. I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna get angry phone calls from mom and dad on Wednesday. Oh no, that, we, they absolutely will. We've just dragged them through the dirt. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> see how many? Let's see how many family members we can alienate before. before oh yeah, no. this podcast. Say. Um, shall we move on though? Yeah. Question before we, nine. Before we get written out of the will. Yeah. <laughs> um, on August thirtieth, nineteen ninety, what republic of the Russian Federation, whose capital is Kazan? declared its sovereignty from the Soviet Union and successfully held an independence referendum in 1992. Um, that's a Tatarstan. That's correct. In 1994, they signed a treaty with Russia, keeping it a part of the Russian Federation while being given special status as a republic and maintaining a lot of autonomy. Under the rule of Vladimir Putin, however, um, Tatarstan's autonomy has all but eroded away. Yeah, I will say, once there's like a not like dictatorial government in russia i would like to go to kazan because it is a genuine what i've heard it's a genuinely cool city because uh, as i'm the... sure uh you're aware matthew it was the center of the kazan khanate uh which was one of the big um you know the the, the one of the so-called step boards but um they were a huge part of they were one of the kind of um successor states of the golden horde after that all fell apart and so kazan has a lot of the um sort of the successor of like you i believe the khan's the old uh khan palace is still up there in kazan or like oh. some version of it which would be really cool to see um but yeah it's definitely i feel like once there's like an actual like government that doesn't you know that won't like try to destroy the world i i would like to Kazan is definitely up there sort of places I would really be interested in seeing. Well, maybe by the time we're on Medicare, we can go over <laughs> there. Um, I'm going to be honest. I hadn't heard of Kazan um, until about three o'clock this afternoon when I wrote okay. that question. I heard of Kazan because I play Europa Universalis 4. <laughs> Good for you. And 
yeah, one of the starting countries is the aforementioned Kazan Khanate. Oh, a uh, fun fact. Uh, apparently, it's the largest, it's the most populous city on the Volga River. Yeah. yeah. People think Volgograd, but it's not. It's Kazan. No. Fun. Okay. Last question. Number 10. Mm-hmm. What engineer? who was the namesake of a major road in the Hollywood Hills, designed and built the 233-mile-long Los Angeles aqueduct. Uh, Lankershim. No. Do you want to do try a different street? <laughs> um, oh, geez. Magnolia? No. Uh, in, in the hills. What's the one that goes across the Hollywood Hills? On the top, on the ridge. On the top. Winds its way around on the top of the hill. All the way. Way over there. I know. I know it's way over there. Um, problem is the, the main roads I've drove in the Hollywood Hills were the aforementioned Lankershim and Magnolia. Well, and also, I'm assuming his last name was an empire. No. Um, well, and you probably Burbank? didn't. No. And you probably okay. didn't know what road you were on because you never know where you are. Um, but uh, any other guesses? You've definitely it's definitely not. This. It's not Buena Vista. No, I've got no. I, oh, I, okay. Um, William Mulholland. Oh, um, as in Mulholland. No, I, I've heard the name before. Yeah, but um, yeah. When was the, the last time I was in Hollywood? When, last time uh, I was in Hollywood. Actually, the last time I was in Hollywood was like, I think like a month ago. I went over oh. there for something, but like. I rarely go over to that neck of the woods nowadays. Nobody should ever go to that neck of the woods. I was at the bowl on Tuesday. And yeah, I'm going to be at the bowl in um in like a couple weeks. Shout outs to Adam Schoenberg. Oh, I'm gonna right. yeah. I'm I'm gonna be there for uh world premiere of his new piece, um, which will be real exciting. Uh admittedly I've not uh, availed myself of the bowl as of yet, but um have you, you never been? No. Really? really, I haven't. Oh, I, I the only time I've been was like for a uh, like a trip, and that was during and there was like a rehearsal there, but it wasn't during like an actual event at the bowl. Oh, so uh, this is my third time to the bowl. So. You know, I've I've always had something like kind of a yes, yeah, just other things going on, yeah. and I've never really had time to go to the bowl. You know, yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's okay. It's 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 ridiculously hard to get to. Yeah. Pro tip, do... Oh, actually, I was supposed to talk, talk to you about this because I went to Grandma and Grandpa's house today. Mason, don't drive to the bowl. Pro tip, right. do not drive to the bowl. What you right. need to do is you need to go online and you need to, you need to book a like park and ride shuttle. It's run by the Hollywood Bowl. I, did, I, I took the one from Pasadena here. Seven bucks. Took you right there. It took you out. It takes forever to get out of the Hollywood Bowl because they stack you. It's all stacked parking. And last year when I went, fortunately, I didn't have to drive. But the car that I was in, we literally waited there for like an hour to get out. It was so horrible. Do not drive to the Hollywood Bowl. Pro tip. So much easier. Just take the bus. This is like the one thing in L.A. that you don't drive to. So Because generally speaking, um, yeah, I will say there. that's really the only... The only other parking lot I can think of that has any level of stacking from my experience is like the um, the Staples Center parking like garage. And even that, like that doesn't really do what you're describing. 
No, this is, that, this is this is stacking on a whole like on a in the it's in a league of its own, literally. Yeah, yeah, because do, do not drive to the bowl. Because like the Staples Center only stacks in like very specific circumstances, and they have like mm -hmm. a very specific way. And it and like most of the parking down there in like the actual garage for it is like, you know, it's like actual parking spaces. So, you know, I've I've never parked there during a game. So I have you know. I've I've been there a oh, couple times. Gone. Yeah. And it's it's honestly not that bad, frankly. It's it's actually like, you know, because like it's not like that cheap. But fr frankly, it is absolutely the way to go if you're driving there, mm -hmm. you know. But like, if you can, you probably should just like not like just because like if you take public transit, it just don't go. Just well, I mean, go. it's Stay not home. a bad place. Stay home. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, don't I mean, because the nice thing is that the nice thing about um, being a fan of the other team of the other basketball team in L.A. is that after this year, I don't have to deal with it. I can just because uh, there will be a beautiful brand new parking garage all the way out in Inglewood that uh oh yeah no i've seen i've seen the drawings of that it's uh it's it's big um and it's it's going to be beautiful well then and, you have to get all the way down there yeah well the that's down. not that's not that bad though oh mm. you know all things considered not to mention it's i think it's literally i think they're also like building a station to it as well or something oh, well that'll that'll help and they're also expanding like the bus routes to it. Like it, it will be very easy to get to. Yeah. Well, good. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad we've we've covered LA traffic, <laughs> and we've covered we've covered country music, we've covered um, Giuseppe Verdi. We've we've covered our lack of individual sports questions on this podcast. We've psychoanalyzed ourselves multiple times. Yeah, we've we've dragged our family through the mud. <laughs> I would say, please don't write us out of the will. Um, yeah. So it's been a chaotic last 40 minutes or so. Yeah, no. Um, Mason, let's see. So by my calculations, you got four questions, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, it should have been better. I There were some of these I overthought, frankly. A solid 40 points. But this is this is good. I'm I would say 40 points this. for 40 minutes. That's, you know, it's still good content, you know? Point, point a minute. And <laughs> I'm very happy about this because this means that it wasn't a walk in the park for you which I was hoping that it wouldn't be. Um, and, it wasn't, no. You also caught me at a, at a bit of an off day. So I'm going to, that's my John for well, tonight. Well, I, I did also spring this on you and I did not tell you before that's you got true. on the Zoom call that you would be doing this. So that that's very true. Yeah. This was all very sudden. I did not have the time to adequately prepare all these sorts of things. Yeah, I didn't I didn't give you an interstate highway question though. So you should be very that's grateful true. for that. I suppose. Um, didn't even think about Although that. I've I got it. Done that. I've improved. I have improved Stick. on that front. Well, you good. know, yeah, I did give you a road question that which you got wrong. Well, so. I mean, I also don't drive that like well, but, uh, Mulholland is kind of an iconic road, I, I suppose. But it's also one that I don't drive at all. <laughs> well, that's fair. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think uh, I think it's best that we end this right now. Absolutely. OK, well, that's our show for this week, folks. Um, thank you, Mason, for coming on today. Um, and thanks for writing the music. Um, of course. All 10 questions today were written by me. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back with our regular episodes next week. Um, make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast and uh, give us five stars um, and tell us uh, what you thought about this new bonus format 
episode um, that we will probably possibly do again. We'll see. Um, and uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Trevor D, all that sort of stuff. Um, if you want to make a contribution to this podcast, um, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash tea. Um, and uh, tune in next week when we'll probably have a full episode. Yeah, probably. Hopefully. Possibly. We we'll really see. hope we have a full episode. I think so. I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, by, 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 tell, by saying it into the microphone, that's sort of committing me to it. Yeah. We'll see. But anyway, at any rate, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.